0: Hello, hello, hello! I'm your Miss Loritza de la Playa, hostess with the mostess, Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Yo Mouth. Oh. In Your Mouth.
1: I'm
0: the queen of food, who's
1: always in the mood to
0: lick it right, lick it good. Show oh, you how to. Oh hug. God,
1: that's good. I wanna know
0: what you eats from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Your I got Mouth. The goosebumps. <laughs> Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostess, Michael Munoz. And how are we doing? Guys, summer is over. Summer is legit over. I am eight months closer to being 40 years old, and I don't necessarily know if I'm happy about it. If this year was normal in any sort of sense, maybe I'd be looking forward to turning 40. But I don't know. I don't know. We just passed my half birthday um, on July 5th. Yep. Um, I have never also celebrated a half birthday and I didn't celebrate one this year, but I guess I turned 39 and my half birthday became a thing and now I haven't stopped thinking about uh, snowballing to 40 during a pandemic. Hey y'all, what are y'all doing out there? Are you surviving? Have you been out of your house safely? Have you been cooking up more banana bread? Are we sick of banana bread yet? Can we talk about that? Um, Or are we sick of all the bread baking? Can we talk about that? I don't know. Um, I've been ordering a little bit more of takeout these days. Not that I should be because the, the, the weight gain is real folks. The weight gain is real. Oh my God, so much, so much to talk about today. And I am really, really, really excited for today's special guest. I'm not even going to let them say hello before I intro them because this intro is so fabulous. <laughs> and I didn't even write it myself. Sometimes I have to jazz up people's bios, um, like their intro bios bios that they send me. But this one is the bee's knees, top notch, and fab you Lust. And it starts out with mac and cheese and a makeup brush may not be everyone's story, but it surely is for Christian Fairlove, a.k.a. Melody Lucas, a.k.a. the Lucas brand, a.k.a. Melo- Melodacity. Did I say that right? Mel- Melodacity? Melodacity? I can't read. Um, a.k.a. Uh, words of Fair, a.k.a. All the Names born in Florida, raised in Atlanta, converted to South Carolina, plunged into New England only to crash land back in South Carolina. This traveling food queen leaves a mark wherever possible. From the world of banking to the cover of UK's Frock magazine to a semi- to a semi-finalist top 80 on Fox's Master Chef, This queen may just have the secret ingredient for living your best life. Please join me in welcoming the one, the only, Melody Lucas, aka Christian Fairlove. Say hi to the
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 people. <laughs> How are, first are you? Most,
0: first and foremost, out of all the beautiful uh, food celebrities that I am adding to my culinary queer army, my queer culinary army. Um, This, I have to say, is the best bio yet. And thank you (laughs) for that.
1: I had, I had fun with it. I had, I had a lot of fun writing it. <laughs>
0: uh, I, obviously, obviously. Well, there is so much to unpack there. But first and foremost, I wanted, I just want to wish you, because today is a very, very special day. And I don't know if you know, but today we are, sa- uh, we are celebrating National Julianne Friday.
1: Oh. On a Julianne. Wednesday. I, okay. I can get with that.
0: Right. But why julienne fries as opposed to like steak fries or curly fries or shoestring <laughs> right. fries?
1: That's a very specific day,
0: right? Like why, why why do we gotta discriminate against the other fries? Curly curly fries, right, are just as good as julienne fries.
1: Give me some waffle fries. I feel like waffle fries just taste better.
0: Oh my <laughs> or like a Lowry season salt or like an old bay waffle fry. Yeah, right?
1: Yes. That that right. part.
0: <laughs> or am I being very all fries matter right now? And and we just need
1: to kiss. I don't see it's so hard to respond to that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just say it. We'll say all fries. All fries matter
0: you know what i I don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> your face alone you were like what what is happening
1: here? like do i do I say what I'm thinking Yes, Ooh. say what you're
0: thinking <laughs> so that's that's why we're here. I want to hear all the thoughts oh
1: yes, well we love we love all fries except- except sweet potato fries
0: you don't like a sweet potato fry
1: well. Sweet potatoes and I have a love-hate relationship anyway, so there's only been one place on record who has had sweet potato fries that I've actually eaten and enjoyed. But everywhere else, they're usually... Because usually people keep sweet potatoes in the same lane as yams with the sugar and brown sugar, and it's sweet but weird. So, But there was this one restaurant that gave me... um Truffle sweet potato fries with Parmesan cheese. Oh, no. And uh, it was it was actually quite delicious. Oh, really? So, yeah, I enjoyed it. And they had this special balsamic ketchup. The mixture of all those flavors was insane.
0: Oh, oh, I don't... You know what? I am a big truffle lover. A lover of truffles. Um, and that just doesn't sound good to me but who knows maybe maybe it's delicious maybe it was it's... pretty good yeah okay all right you know what
1: and uh, actually I... for their benefit i think because they use black truffle oil instead of white truffle oil it wasn't overly truffly so okay. it wasn't that that classic truffle that we're used to from burger places or Fry places. It was the black truffle oil instead, so it was less potent, I should say.
0: Yes, um, you know when that burger comes out or that truffle dish comes out, and the whole restaurant all of a sudden smells like truffles. Yeah, I, I completely know what you mean there. Well, um, you know what, curly fry, waffle fry, julienne fry. You know what? Today is Wednesday and not Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to move right along to this day in gay history. And Christian, did you know that in 2009, President Obama posthumously awards Harvey Milk the Presidential Medal of freedom on this day. There's a lot of other gay history on this day, but I thought this one was the most positive and uplifting, and I feel like we need uplifting news.
1: Yes, we need uplifting news in, in the worst way. I knew that um, President Obama had done that. I just did not know the date in history. So that's good to know. I'm going to have to mark that down.
0: Yeah, you know, like we um, I always say we have to celebrate our voices of the past, right? Because our history is not that you know, lengthy or not that long ago. It's not, you know, it's not history. History, although it's history, if that all, if that makes sense, you know. And right. this it's and the fresh. And, yeah, it's fresh. And this younger generation. I myself, being almost forty, right, um, still have learned so much, so much, just bringing up every week um, different topics and and different little moments of our LGBTQ history here. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's great. So, you know, in remembrance of Harvey Milk this day, shout out to him and uh, President Obama. We miss you in the worst way ever (laughs) these days. But let's get into it. We are here to celebrate you. And you are the first drag queen on In Your Mouth that cooks.
1: Talk about history. Yay. We
0: are making history today, honey. And so I want to start at the crossroads of cooking and drag, and where they meet, if they meet at all, and ask you how does how do these two things work together?
1: So a lot of times they they don't get to intermingle as much as I would like them to. But I will say that there are a lot of similarities to cooking and drag because. When I put on my makeup, it's the same as when I'm plating a dish for that display. It has to be perfect. You wipe off that little extra sauce off the corner or that lipstick off of your teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Or in some cases all of the ingredients, the ingredients that it takes to make a dish versus the, I call them ingredients to put on my face because there's so many layers to it. And of course, with drag makeup, there is baking. (laughs) So (laughs) when you let your highlights sit and you bake. So it's really funny that there are very fun similarities, but on a serious similarity, it is still an art form you're putting something on display that people are going to see first because you see with your you eat with your eyes first you see drag with your eyes so it's it's kind of like um i don't know it's art on a plate art on your face
0: yeah um i love i love that correlation there um you you and one other drag queen are the only two drag queens that i know shout out to Schwa de Vivre out there who won Um, an episode of Chopped many years ago. Uh, She's a Philadelphia queen, and I love all my queens, all my queens. And I actually was going through your videos. Um, I love that you landed in Providence for a while with a friend of mine, Miss Haley Starr. Yes. Yes, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Now, Now, is it cooking first or drag first for you?
1: Cooking first, always.
0: Cooking first. And where did the love for cooking come from?
1: Actually, the love of cooking for me came from my mother not really being the best cook. Uh, (laughs) My mom had two dishes. She had her spaghetti. We all know mom's spaghetti. And her spaghetti was phenomenal, but you can only eat that so much. And my mom would make her fried chicken, but her fried chicken was either perfectly golden brown on the outside, still bloody on the inside, or it was dark and we'll say cajun or blackened on the outside but perfect on the inside so it never hit quite right um but those were just little things that i learned later on in life but because my mom really didn't make anything past that and we would always eat out i kind of i kind of had to learn how to cook because it's like either bat or i'm gonna spend money eating out or starve and i am 330 pounds so i have not starved
0: oh oh i love that um (laughs) So are you working currently as a chef cook someplace right now or um how has how has this pandemic right because this pandemic has obviously uh ruined the hospitality business, right, it, with the highest unemployment rates, and you, and for you, unfortunately, it seems like it's a double whammy at this point, right? Because there goes the nightlife, and there goes there goes a dining in at restaurants as well. Um, talk to me about this uh, this experience and how you've survived this pandemic and what you're doing to like make it through.
1: Well, this hit uh, hit everybody by surprise. Uh, for me, I left the financial industry two years ago, and i really I had thought long and hard about working for myself instead of continuously putting hours in at the bank. And all of that So I dove in head first But I didn't want to just do one thing So I started my culinary journey Really diving in um, with auditioning for MasterChef Making it to LA Making it to the top 80 I also have the shows where I perform And I'm also on the board of directors For Charleston Pride So uh, getting to do that with Pride And then I have an art gallery That's called Melodacity Artistry Because I also paint And so I had the three businesses I had my artwork, I had my food and I had my drag and the three of those were able to essentially replace my income from the financial industry. But once Coco hit, she had other plans. So <laughs> not Coco. In. Yes, Coco. She came in and it's just been crazy because no one's really buying artwork right now. And uh, now also everybody has become a TikTok painter. So the paint industry is going to be a little different after this. Um, There's nowhere to perform except for virtually. And then there's also, I'm not cooking anything for anyone at this time except for my husband and myself. um, Because I really don't, I'm not trusting of the commercial kitchens and spaces here, especially with South Carolina being on the top three in the U S for cases. So I essentially lost all three businesses at once, but one of the benefits I guess, of being in the financial industry for 11 years is I've prepared myself for catastrophe. Um, so I've been at the, uh, I've been at the, uh, the grip of catastrophe before as a young teenager. So I never wanted to be there again. So, and then of course I do have a husband. So we, we both kind of keep each other, um, Afloat so that that also helps.
0: That's really that's really beautiful and actually very interesting. Uh, your journey uh, transitioning from the financial industry into doing all these really amazing things. Um, wow, and I thought I was busy, Laura <laughs> For sure. For sure, but that's also really um, incredible right coming from the financial industry into an industry like drag which i would assume there's more money going out than coming in because drag and really good drag like yours is not cheap you know no drag is cheap let let's put it out there like that but like when you're when you're doing the thing and having the things made and like setting your hair and getting that done for you or However however, you I can't even begin to fathom how that all works, you know, uh, but that's not cheap, so having that um, grounding in the financial business, I'm sure has been a great help to you.
1: Oh yes, because i'm I mean i I tell people I'm a queen on a budget, um, a lot of times we hear the quotes. Um, good drag ain't cheap and cheap drag ain't good. But I tell people I consider my drag to be cheap drag because a lot of us are still caught up in the labels and the social media of it all that will spend $16 for this palette of colors where the same colors that are heavier pigment and will last longer at the dollar store or at Walgreens or CVS or even researching things like i've learned how to make my own pigments so now i make my own pigments and i make my own contour powder so like little things like that where i've been able to cut corners and not spin so much or like taking wigs and having them restored buying things from goodwill thrift stores buying things from um Consignment shops, finding the cheapest stuff I can find, and then making it look extravagant. It it really works because I I rather not put hundreds of thousands of dollars into drag um, because it's not it's more of a hobby for me. I have turned it into a business, but with it being more of a hobby, I'd rather have more enjoyment from it and not really worry about the money side. So if you're spending so much money, then you're only worried about getting that money back. So, and then I guess lastly, working at the bank taught me how to claim all of the costs business-wise because it costs money for mileage to get to these bars and clubs that are only paying you 50 to $75. And not only gas, but food, hotel rooms, flights, the costumes, makeup and your time because your time is money.
0: Yeah, I, that's, that's incredible. And listen, even I am a huge drag fan. I am born and raised here in New York City. Uh, I always say actually one of my, although I do not do drag, one of like my gay parents and one of the first drag queens I'd ever met was Peppermint, right? And we used to be up at the lips singing Rent together on a a slow night during drag karaoke and um, just seeing all these queens and then the uh, evolution into what is now uh, mainstream drag with like drag race and whatnot, a lot of those queens out there that come on that show with quote unquote cheap drag, it's still freaking incredible. Incredible! Mm-hmm. Like, look at look at Miss Devane doing the thing out there. One of my faves, you know. Um, and uh, oh, there was a face.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I I oh. I apologize in advance. I have been told that I commit a drag sin because I do not watch Drag Race. So oh. if you have any names that you drop, I might not know the names. So that's, that's where the face came from, because I didn't know the name. <laughs> oh, okay. Well,
0: I mean, I know, I feel like I know a lot of drag queens that don't watch Drag Race for a number of different reasons. And so, I mean, we're not going to Drag Race shame you here. <laughs> like, like, that's not a thing, <laughs> you know? Like, some people like watching The Handmaid's Tale. Some people like watching Drag Race. Like, at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> These days, I'm watching America's Next Top Model. I started from the beginning.
1: Yes.
0: Right. Um, so, All
1: 25 cycles are on Hulu, and they, it is so good. <laughs> they are. It's so
0: good, but a little problematic at the beginning with some of the, some of the things said, right? But there was a lot of things said on television that was problematic back in the day. Um, and Janice Dickinson, where is Janice Dickinson? <laughs> now
1: <laughs> she's resting
0: <laughs> you know she's like a vampire in a coffin somewhere <laughs>
1: Just met- i was gonna say i was gonna say that but i didn't want to say coffin i was like no because a lot of people are dying right now so I was oh. like, no i don't want because a lot of celebrities especially older celebrities but like, okay keep an eye out betty white we need to watch her uh, oh, yeah. Miss Liza, a Liza Minnelli. Older, yeah. Uh, a lot of the older celebrities, it's starting to happen more and more. And we're at that age now where the celebrities we grew up watching, because I'm, I'm up there too in age. So the celebrities I grew up watching on TV are now of that age of 80s and 90s. And I don't know how old Janice Dickinson is. She's in her, <laughs> I feel like
0: she's in her 60s. And listen, I meant coffin in a good way like vampire, she's immortal, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yes, I like yikes,
0: that. yikes, guys. <laughs> so, um, after what made you decide to leave the financial industry and start cooking? And did you go to a culinary institute or you self
1: taught? Uh, so everything I've learned food by so far has been self taught. Um, when uh, my husband is in the military, so we were living in New England for four years, yes, and I was still there. You I was got to let the you, bank You snagged you
0: a military a, a man.
1: <laughs> yes, I did.
0: Send me one girl, send um, me one.
1: You're you're in New York, you're real close to the uh to the Navy school.
0: Uh, well, you know what? Hook it up. We're, we we got to talk after the pod.
1: <laughs> we'll make some calls. <laughs> But we were in New England for four years, and once we moved back here, I was in a transition to transfer from one financial institution in New England to one down here in South Carolina. And during the process of transitioning over, I Fell across the auditions for a master chef, and I said, "Okay, let's put the bank on hold, and let's dive into this." And I didn't think it would go very far. I thought I would probably get past the audition, maybe, and then that would be it, and I'd just go back to the bank. But once I made it past the audition, and then the second round, and the third round, and just kept going, and next thing I know, I'm going to LA. I was like, "Okay." Maybe I should do this whole time. And of course, while working at the bank, I was still doing drag and my artwork, but I wasn't really diving into food besides just cooking at home. But um, I just took a chance and I said, you know what? Now is the time to kind of dive in and say, let's take a chance. And if it doesn't work, I have 11 years of banking on my resume. I can go back into the banking world pretty easily. So I didn't feel like it was too much risk, but it was just enough. To really have some fun with, but I've never been to school, which is a plus because master chef uh, is a competition of home cooks amateurs, so if you are a current chef or if you 've gone to culinary school, usually they do not want you on that show, so that it does work to my benefit, thankfully
0: yeah, um those shows are so weird, aren't they, in the sense of like the process they put you through to get there and um like The the 40 callbacks, right, before you actually get to LA or however many it is. I am also, um, so Christian and I don't know each other, right? We met via the Instagram just praising each other and what each other, what one and other of us do. And um, did that make sense? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you get what I mean. And so I also am uh, self-trained and self-taught and had a long stint with MasterChef uh, many, many years ago where, you know, we got to that final, that final camera interview and the contract signed and this and that and the other um, and it's just, it's just like the weirdest, like what they call docu series, aka reality TV. And getting there is such a weird process, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it is. It was something I'd never been through in my life. Um, I actually, I did, uh, I went through some of that same process when I <laughs> auditioned for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> uh, I lost a Super Bowl bet with my friends, and it was either me pay up uh five hundred dollars or make an actual effort and audition for drag race. And I wanted to keep my money. So I I I did an audition just for fun, but I actually made it through a lot of the process, which was pretty scary, uh, for my first time. But I'm glad I didn't make it all the way. Uh but right after that is when I auditioned for Master Chef. So uh that process on both sides, they pretty much mirror each other. And it was kinda it was kind of scary how how much um there uh, a lot of these reality shows are the same as far as the casting process
0: yeah it's it's folks out there in your mouth listeners if you ever want to audition for any sort of reality tv just get ready to be taken for a ride and a very like weird ride um it's just yeah just the process because it's calls and skypes and and photos and all sorts of just all sorts of weirdness. You said something really interesting that you're glad you didn't make it on the drag race. Why are you glad you didn't make it?
1: Well, because I never wanted to be on drag race. I didn't want uh just from the beginning, because when I started in drag, they had only finished season one of drag race. So there really was no drag race, no YouTube tutorials. I kind of had to learn firsthand from the Queens backstage with me and I had to go on stage busted. I didn't have the things to refer to. So it was very hard getting to where I am now. And the one thing I didn't want was looking at some of the Queens who have been successful on the show the things they've done before the show are now kind of moot. And it's like these people worked hard before Drag Race. So to have RuPaul's Drag Race before their name, I feel like it's insulting because they worked hard for that name. And it's almost like negates anything else that they've done or people associate any of their success after that to that show. And I guess it does make me sort of a hypocrite because I feel the same way about MasterChef, but, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my food success being associated with MasterChef because I'm also not a professional chef. I've never been to school, but I consider myself a professional entertainer and I've done the pageants. I've put in my time and my work and my effort not to come in and have someone else put their name in front of mine. It's it's all about that brand and loving your brand that much. But that's just for me. That's uh, not yeah, everybody I, else can think. Or no, feel I love that,
0: way. that. I love that ideology. You know, you know what I mean? That um, that your success is your success without without anything else on top of it. But like being proud of of what you've accomplished thus thus far. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I I love you. I could, I could, we could do this all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I, I find you uh, simply fascinating, really. Um, but you know what? I just want to take a short break here, right, to take you into my favorite part of the pod and the audience's favorite part of the pod—a little something we like to call food news update. Food food news update. News. Uh-huh. You ain't red, girl. Spill the tea. News update: oh, yeah. Domino's is launching an online film fest, and the winner will score free pizza for a year. Speaking of speaking of making films for things, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are you, are you a Domino's gal or are you a Papa John's gal?
1: I actually was a Pizza Hut fanatic uh until recently because they changed their deliver uh, this is very lazy of me but they changed their delivery maps i have five pizza hut locations all within 5 miles of my house and the closest one is only a mile away and they won't deliver because we're just outside of their map and i even like Tweeted them, they replied. I called corporate. I got really upset because I was like, the delivery is a benefit. Like, and I don't want to use like DoorDash. I don't need someone else to go to Pizza Hut who delivers and deliver food. So then I have to get in my car, go get it. And they don't have a drive through. So I have to put on actual attire to be seen in public uh, and it's just it's a it's sort of the convenience like when i order chinese takeout i like the takeout part of it where they deliver it or the pizza papa john's is second though um domino's is kind of not on my i'll eat it if it's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes yes
0: yes well listen papa john's has had a lot of controversy um surrounding racism and all sorts of things. So I put the pause on Papa John's and living in the pizza capital of the world, I rarely eat uh, this kind of fast food pizza. But Domino's is, has been out there doing the most with like um, delivery people, saving people from domestic violence and having cars that deliver the pizza without anybody in them. Domino's and uh, doing uh, uh, filling up potholes and doing road repairs um, contributing that. So Domino's is do, seems like they're doing the most and the best. So I feel like I should support them somehow in this.
1: I, and, I, did, I didn't know any of that. I, I feel like I need to, to dig back into some Domino's. I might, yeah. I might do that.
0: And this time around, Domino's has created its very own homemade film festival. And submissions are open right now and can be entered until August 21st, right? The winner will receive free pizza for a year, which will be given in the form of $1,560 in Domino's e-gift cards. Second and third place each get $500 and $200 respectively. Isn't that awesome? And all you literally have to do is submit um, a 60-second homemade video, I would assume, like eating Domino's or Domino's affected and then uh, they will use that as a commercial for them because apparently their last their last commercial was shot on a phone.
1: Well talk about production value. I might need to enter that. That sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. And I mean for uh fifteen hundred bucks, almost sixteen hundred bucks tax free because it comes in an e gift card. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Listen, I will I will I will take some pizza and breadsticks and whatever else they got if they're giving it to me. So shout out to you, Domino's.
1: Yes, Domino's. All right.
0: Teenage ice cream shop employees are getting harassed by anti-maskers. Now, this is just problematic, folks. <laughs> like, can, can we leave the teenagers alone? I mean, so um, obviously this doesn't need very much uh, explanations, but apparently, ice cream shops have become ground zero for mask debates with tr- uh, troubling regularity and particularly harrowing experience for their young employees. And this is from munchiesvice.com. Uh, the teenage staff at Front Porch in Spring Lake, Michigan, were verbally abused by four groups of customers who didn't want to wear masks in the store. And the fifth group was so awful that the shop's owner had to call the police. What is wrong with people, Christian?
1: I don't know. It's so weird. Like, I, I wish I knew what, like, went wrong at what point <laughs> with this world. Because it's something so simple as wearing a mask. But I guess it's just like uh, when you tell a child they can't do something, they want to do it. And I guess a lot of people have that childlike mentality don't they don't want to be told not to do something they want the choice
0: yeah for sure but what what would like where did that impulse come from like what would give you the idea that it is okay and you in general not like you christian but like what would give you the idea that it is okay to walk into an ice cream shop where this 16-year-old person is just trying to make a dollar for their new skateboard, Supreme clothes, Ray-Bans? When it was me, uh, I, my mother told me if I wanted contacts, because I really wanted to stop wearing glasses, I had to pay for them myself. So I went to work at 15 years old here in the city, and I uh, haven't stopped working since. Like, what would give you the impulse or the idea that it is okay to berate this young person just trying to do, just trying to serve you some rocky road?
1: <laughs> you know? Right. It's, 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 it shouldn't be that serious. It's ice cream. <laughs> and they're children. Right. You are
0: literally screaming at children, right? Mask, uh, your mask ideology or not, wherever it stands, you're literally causing problems with children so i uh i don't know people the world has gone absolutely mad and um although this is terrible this is not surprising so um if this is one of you out there shame on you totino's is making spicy takis bites and each bag comes with
1: 60 pieces
0: um, are you a Takis person or flaming hot Cheetos person? That's where we need to start.
1: Okay, I've never had Takis. <laughs> so uh and I, I think it's been years since I've had Flaming Hot Cheetos, but I'm not much of a muncher. Uh so like any kind of chips <laughs> are kind of not <laughs> <laughs> not my, not my go-to.
0: Well, We could take that into very many different places. I am not very much of a muncher, she says. Um, I just saw, there has been so many ridiculous food items that have come out this summer from, um, from like individual s'mores packets to strawberry Budweiser, strawberry lemonade Budweiser to... Um, I can't think of any uh more right now, um, because there's just been so many. And I just thought this was the funniest thing because I'm not the biggest, I I'm not the biggest junk food person, and I know a lot of people in my circuit circle love pizza rolls. And uh pizza rolls for for me are kind of bland, but um, I'm a big talkies person. I love Takis, no matter how much time they make me spend in the bathroom. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I am definitely here for some like takis, like pizza rolls. If I had to snack, like this probably would be my snack of choice.
1: That actually sounds good.
0: Yeah, right. Like it's it kind of tasty, right? I don't know. Do you have like a uh, like guilty pleasure food?
1: Um, fried chicken. <laughs> Just literally that that'll be a snack. Um, yeah. No, yeah. well. Actually it's always funny uh I I love 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 grapes. Like give me a big bowl of mixed grapes and I will just I'll put them in the, I'll put a little bit of water and put them in the freezer for a minute and get those like ice chips and then I will just literally snack on grapes for hours.
0: How do you feel about like all these uh, weird grapes that are out now, like the cotton candy grapes or the the sour apple grapes or or there's a bunch of like different like grape varietals that sound like candy or weird things. How do you feel about these like grapes?
1: So I've heard about them, but luckily none of our stores here have them. So I have not had the opportunity to try them, but it sounds odd. It's almost like when you would go to the jelly bean store and you get all those different flavors of jelly beans. Uh, but it's, yeah. it, it sounds odd. Yeah, but, but you
0: expect it with I'll jelly it. beans, but not like grapes.
1: Not grapes.
0: <laughs> no. And, and favorite fast food, fried chicken? Popeye's. Popeyes, Popeyes. Yeah, um, a couple weeks ago, we had Filipina chef uh, Kate Pelayo on the pod and we were talking about Jollibee. Have you ever had Jollibee? No. Oh my God. It's like fast food Filipino fried chicken. So good, right? It's like Um, neck and neck with Popeyes. Well, whether it's Popeyes, Jollibee, uh, cotton candy grapes, or Totino's Taki Fuego's Mini, um, you know what? I'm not going to discriminate against Anybody's snacking habits, and with that, I think this is a perfect way to end food news update. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? That that really lifted my spirits today. Uh, in this second week of August, I don't know about you, a little a little happy news cycle, right? Besides those assholes yelling at um, teenagers in the ice cream shop, wouldn't you agree,
1: Mike? My goodness, yes. I feel I feel a lot better.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, in in talking about cooking, do you often um cook in drag? Because there's I, I saw a couple clips of you uh saying that like being in drag and cooking isn't like necessarily your preferred way of doing things. But is this something that we can look forward to uh, in the future?
1: So the one thing I guess because I'm, I'm a huge germaphobe. So as far as sanitation, cooking in drag where people are actually eating the food would be a no-no. Uh, for entertainment value, yes, I would do that if it's food that people aren't actually going to eat. Uh, because with the hair, the makeup and glitter and everything that can get into the food, that's, that's not really good so um, I keep thinking from a restaurant standpoint because that's the eventual goal is to have my own restaurant. I would not bring Melody into the restaurant. I would have to make everything as Christian just to keep people like safe and sanitized and all that. Um, but as far as entertainment value, I, I really uh, dove into some ideas about cooking in drag and uh, I'm actually working on some things now that should be up on YouTube shortly.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to link all the all the links out uh, when this podcast drops and we're going to we're going to give them your handles in a little bit. Um, That's really interesting. I um, like I said, I don't know many drag queens that cooked and that's why I was so excited that you um, that you've combined kind of two loves or that at least you have two loves that kind of intertwine here and there. Uh, Do you have like go-to, like what's your go-to style of cooking?
1: Um, I would say I actually, someone else named my food uh, soulful sophistication. Uh, I think that name might be a little too extra. So I'm going to come up with something else, but uh, I love soul food. I love Southern food. I love comfort food, food that makes you feel good um but it doesn't have to look so sloppy uh a lot of times we go back to grandma's house and we get that plate of southern sunday, sunday dinner and the plate you can't even see the plate it's just covered in food and that doesn't always look good it tastes really good and actually it does it does look good but it doesn't it's not what you'd want to see in a cookbook necessarily um so i think sometimes the artistic uh the artist in me um to take the artistic approach with how food should look. Uh, So it's like an experience before you even eat it. Because I'm sorry, it's food, the way food looks does alter the way it tastes. I believe that.
0: Yeah, it's the same with Puerto Rican food. I grew up in a very Puerto Rican household. And so when you go over my mother's house, it's just a big plate of just food and you can't see the plate. And... um, you know what it do, it does look delicious for sure but it's it 's definitely it definitely adds something extra uh, when your plate looks nice and curated um, i i do I live alone and i 'm single, and a lot of my food uh, I still plate out for myself just because it's it 's pretty and it it 's just really it 's really really nice to look at. Um, I want to move on to something that I do with all of my, uh, my, what I'm calling my queer culinary army. And talk about coming out, really, uh, and, your, and your coming out process, because I always say that our, our stories matter because our stories are so individual and so different person to person, and we never know who's listening out there. And I was wondering if you would share that with me and what that was like for you.
1: Um. I can, uh, definitely share that. Um, Let's see. I came out at uh, 13 and I told my mom, uh, cause my, mo- my mom was a teacher. So whenever we bring things to our mom, we would bring them with an intellectual approach sort of. So before I even talked to her about it, I had done research at the library. I actually got flagged at the library once because they thought I was looking up inappropriate stuff when I was just looking up like sexuality and trying to understand it. But uh, after I compiled all my information, I went to her and told her uh, she did not take it uh, well at all. She was very upset, um, but that led to uh, eventually me being given up for adoption. Uh, she gave me up for adoption. Uh, I also went to uh, one of the de camps. I went to a church camp, and OTP program. I went to uh, at least two mental hospitals and everything to try to rid me of this toxic affliction so to speak but uh eventually um once i got to foster care that actually allowed me a lot of time to find myself because most i'd say 95 percent of the respite homes that i stayed in they did not care they would slide you a little money and say here don't get in trouble stay out of my face so but that gave me a lot of chance to learn my independence um, and learn who I am and who I wanted to be uh, without interruption or without boundaries. Uh, so that really helped. but then I was adopted um, by my uncle and my aunt um, only to then a few years later be kicked out by them. So then I was a homeless teenager at 17 and uh, couldn't go back into the foster care program because I was too old but, couldn't be emancipated because by the time the paperwork went through, I'd be 18. Uh, It's pretty much, I was stuck in like a child limbo, but um, I, a lot of the organizations here uh, like AFA and We We, Are Family uh, pitched in and helped uh, found temporary places for me to stay. Uh, There were at least two lesbian couples that let me crash on their couch temporarily while I was finishing high school because I was still in high school at this time. So, um, that was important to me to finish school. Um, cause I at least, I knew I wasn't going to college, but I at least wanted to finish high school. Um, but that eventually led to me graduating high school, still being homeless at the time. But then once I got my job at the bank in 2008, that's when everything sort of turned around and I kind of picked myself up and then created Melody <laughs> on top of that. That's, so.
0: that's, in, that's incredible. That's an incredible story, and thank you so much for sharing that with me and us. Um, and you your spirit, albeit through the screen, is so joyful, you know, and you've come and you've come so far and been through so many things. Um, so um, embodying a bit of joy and having that come through to me just like this is also really, really, really beautiful after living through all of that. So once again, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, it's, it's also really important to hear your story because I don't think a lot of people out there know that um, a good percentage of the homeless youth out there in America are LGBTQ youth. Um, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I talked about that um, many, many episodes ago. And so that's also important to hear. Uh, out there. So, um, what? What an incredible story! What an incredible, incredible story! And I can't say thank you enough for thank sharing you. that. You know, and where where does where does this joy come from?
1: Um, I am a firm believer in fake it till you make it. I always tell people that once you they say if you say something out loud or you read something six times, you commit it to memory. Um, and that's how your brain works. So I figured that it's the same if you do things. Uh, muscle memory happens if you, uh, you smile. Even if you can make yourself smile enough, sooner to become habit. And it feels good to smile. So I always tell people, just do it until it's real.
0: That's, in, that's amazing. And that's great advice. Great advice. Wow. But
1: it's, 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 it kind of stems from, I will say, just especially with this current time, I had a choice. I could have either just let it make me bitter and angry, which of course I do have some bitterness. I do have some anger and I do have things that are inside, but I could have, I could have allowed it to take me over. And then I would have been another angry black man in America, which is like, there's nothing scarier than an angry black man, Um, especially right now. So it's, uh, it was a choice I had to make. I can either be angry and let it take me over or I could be happy and push the other way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm still just processing all of that and like what an incredible journey you've, you've had. Um, and it's, it's really, really incredible. I want to thank you so much for giving of your time here to me today. I know you're very, very busy, albeit quarantined with everything. It really means a lot to me for you to share your story with me, your journey with me, uh, for my listeners as well, because, um, albeit that I do this to put it out there, and like I said, I want to embrace all my queer culinary brothers, sisters, and everyone in between. it's, it's important to me too. I learn, I grow, I absorb as well. And it's just these beautiful moments are, are what have kept me going through this time of pandemic. So thank you again. And thank you for giving me uh, and us your time today.
1: Well, I have to thank you because you are giving a platform for people to use their voices and to speak up and literally use their voice because right now we're in a world of all these videos. And of course, we love social media. We love TikTok. We love Instagram, Facebook, all that. But right now, people get to just listen and voices really do have power and you're giving people that power. Uh, by using this platform and it's appreciated very much uh,
0: thank you and it was the goal of this podcast to give to give a platform to voices in the lgbtq community and our allies right that are the, it, through a food lens you know because we're tangible people you know we are tangible you and i didn't know each other right we we found each other right had a had a moment on instagram and now here we are but we're tangible people and it makes it I feel like it makes it a little bit more real than somebody out there, right? That's of celebrity status that like, you can't really, you feel like you, like you can't really access that. You know, this is accessible. Yeah. This is accessible yeah. to whomever's listening out there, no matter who you are, right? Gay, straight, or, you know, queer, trans, non-binary, right? It's this, we are accessible and our, our stories matter. For sure. Well, you know what? This is great. Yeah. This has been such a great episode and I I love it. I'm I'm still reeling and in my feelings all of a sudden. Let the kids know where they can find you, and I'm obviously going to link it out.
1: Uh you can actually the easiest way to find me is if you go to MelodyLucas.com uh, dot com and on the front page it has a link to my Facebook my Instagram my Twitter and everything um, but everything is either Melody Lucas or the Lucas brand so Instagram the Lucas brand Twitter the Lucas brand um, and um, I also I always forget that it's not just Melody I also have my food page on Instagram at Christian Fairlove and uh,
0: f- and folks let me tell you out there the f- the the drag is as good as the food or the food uh, page is as good as the drag so you're going to want to follow both and y'all heard it here first maybe second you know <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh my god christian once again thank you so much this has been such a special day and episode and as folks out there as we close out the summer I hope you're still staying safe out there you know being socially distant at the parks and beaches still getting a, a little bit of a tan on right Um, if you can catch a tan that is <laughs> <And> <laughs> wear your masks as always wash your hands and you know what thank you for listening to In No Mask Yeah.